The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Lionel Makokotela, very good morning to you. Good very morning. Welcome uh, back Kathy. to studio. Yes, good to see you. Guys, and- Lionel <laughs> is embracing spring. He's rocked up here in a pair of shorts today. I, I'm just like somebody has been spring ready, <laughs> hey? How can <laughs> you <do> this? <laughs> While while we were eating fat cook and mince, <laughs> when are you you were at the gym drinking lemon water with with mint. <laughs> I'm so done with you. <laughs> no. okay. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for December. You know, I can tell. I can tell. In fact, you are taking it by force. You're no longer waiting for it. You are like, I am... I am getting into December. I was just not ready for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to the listeners. He always always pretends to be so shy and is busy blushing here. (laughs) Okay, pull yourself towards yourself, Lionel. We've got important issues to talk about. Oh, yes, no, definitely. Today's topic is a very, very sensitive one. Mm. And we're looking at garnishy orders. And perhaps a a good place to start would be just explaining what garnishy orders are so that everybody begins this conversation on the same page. Okay. Garnishy orders, it's actually a court order that is served by the sheriff or the messenger of the court that instructs your employer to deduct money from uh, uh, from your salary or your wage to pay off your debt or to settle a debt that you owe. So um, basically um, what it really does is just basically gives them an automatic deduction of your money so that they don't have to deal with you directly mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. But equally important, maybe if you can take it one step a little bit back because sometimes the Ganeshi orders can be uh, obtained illegally mm-hmm. where people tend to, t- to falsify information as well as getting a Ganeshi order in an area where the, p- the person is not actually residing or working in. So that is actually not allowed. Can somebody obtain a Ganeshi order without your permission? It shouldn't be the case, but in most cases, some people don't actually show up whenever they have a court uh, date. So in that case, you may find that they actually have, uh, uh, they issue the order in favor of the creditor because then the data has not actually come forth to actually state whether the, uh, the date that is actually being spoken about is actually owed. And in some cases, it's going to be, uh, it's actually going to require you to state whether you'll be able to afford mm-hmm. the monthly uh, deductions that are actually going to be deducted uh, of your salary. But equally important, uh, uh, our listeners must be, um, must actually take note that it's, ec- the Ganeshi amount cannot actually exceed 25% of your salary. So the cap is 25%. If it's more than that, it's actually legal. 25% is still quite high, Lionel. It is, but um, it's what the law has actually stated mm. uh, insofar as actually um, making sure that uh, people can actually survive. But equally important, the people that are actually garnishing the money, uh, the money can also be able to survive. In some cases, garnishing orders are mostly used in terms of uh, spousal maintenance, children maintenance, in some way people are actually not paying their debt. Mm. So if you think about it, um, I'm earning, let's say, 10000 uh, on a monthly basis and uh, 2500 goes towards my child's uh, maintenance. You may find that if then the child um, is actually doesn't have a medical aid, they have to go to school, they have to... 2500 is actually nothing. It's mm. basically a drop in the ocean. So, 
I, I want to talk about um, the question of who can obtain garnishy orders, especially if we look at what is more prevalent in, in, in the country. Okay. Uh, a parent can actually uh, obtain a garnishy order for maintenance. Uh, of a child, or in this case, it might be a spousal uh, main, uh, support, because in some cases, when people uh, divorce, they tend to say that I will support you uh, with X amount of money on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. But once then the uh, uh, divorce decree is being awarded, people tend to back uh, pedal uh, in terms of the commitment that they actually agreed to. And in some cases, it might also be with regard to children, where somebody decides to withhold the child maintenance, which is really, really unfair on the child as well as the family, because then the person says, uh, you decided to now uh, no longer be with me, and as a result, I'm not going to support you, nor the child that we actually had together. So that is also something, uh, some uh, uh, some places where then the parent uh, has got the right to actually go and approach a magistrate court to actually uh, try and get a, a court order in their favor just so that uh, they can actually be able to live on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. In some cases, it can be even I can actually garnish you as my friend <laughs> if I borrowed you money <laughs> and you decided uh, that you're not going to be able to pay me or you don't want to pay me and I can actually make sure that I force the court to actually do that. And often we also see garnishy orders um, being obtained. This is particularly for lenders. Yes. Uh, do we see micro lenders operating a lot in the space? Micro lenders, they tend to, but uh, in most cases, remember, um, the micro lenders, what they tend to do is, uh, which is legal, they take your bank card, some of them, not all of them, your bank card, your ID. So they actually do then the actual deduction themselves illegally so. But at the end of the day, it's what uh, the practice is all about. Uh, but people still need to make it upon that they actually report such conduct. But most people don't do it because there was a gentleman agreement uh, between the lender as well as the um, and the borrower. Yeah. Are there are they cases, Lionel, where people's IDs and bank cards have been taken? Very much. By um, micro-lenders? Um, Though the ones who are actually not registered, yes. they tend to do that. And oh, in some crazy. cases, there are threats uh, in mm. terms of their um, their lives and so forth. Yes, look, look, the threats of life, uh, you know, that, that I'm aware of and, you know, kind of going to people's homes or intimidating yes. their family and their loved ones, but taking their IDs and their bank cards. They, unfortunately, that's the unethical conduct that um, tends to take place most of the time. And it's things mm. that uh, we don't talk about it more often because people are quite ashamed of mm. actually the experiences that they have to endure on a daily basis. Mm. But it does happen. Mm. Yes. Let's talk about the, the process of obtaining a garnishy order in, 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 in South Africa in particular. What process does one have to follow? Okay. Uh, if a person or a company wants to uh, get a garnishy order uh, for debt repayment, their first approach is the magistrate court. Then once you get to the magistrate court, there will be forms that you would need to actually fill out as well as submit an affidavit uh, stating the person who owes you the money, confirmation of the amount that is actually being owed, 
and as well as uh, full details uh, in terms of how much uh, you are going to be deducting on a monthly basis. The garnishing order, um, I, must, uh, I mean, the person who's being garnished must be informed in writing and uh, must be served with copies of uh, what is actually going to be uh, undertaken. Then the person must be given an opportunity to appear in court to state whether the debt is actually true uh, that they actually owe it. And if then they do owe the the amount of money, are they going to be able to afford then the money that is going to be deducted on a monthly basis? And if they are unable to, this is where then they, uh, the court would actually either make a ruling where then there's going to be meeting of the minds between the two parties. Mm -hmm. In this case, it would be the other party who simply says that I'm unable to afford it, how much can you be able to afford? And then if then the amount that you say you are able to afford, is it actually uh, doable in a sense that it's going to give then the other person um, a, a, a justice in terms of actually getting what is rightfully theirs? Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's look at the uh, the issue where all process has been followed. Yes. You as the, the debtor have not really uh, been... Um, cooperating, you've missed some of the court orders and it really gets to a point where this garnishy order is obtained. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your employee, do they have to tell you before that first deduction goes off that this is, we have this court order, this is what the garnishy order says and this is when we're going to start effecting it? Simply, they need to inform you. And equally important, they also need to uh, make it a point that they have the original, they see the original um, order, uh, court order, uh, where then it must actually have the case number, the stamp from the clerk of the court, signature of the attorney who actually attended to the uh, process, as well as the data's details in terms of the name, ID number, etc., etc. You are also entitled uh, to ask your employer to see the copy of the garnishing order at any point in time. So you do have the right to actually do that um, as somebody who's actually going to be uh, feeling the effect of the garnishing order. When it, when it comes to the illegal garnishing order, what distinguishes those from the ones that we have operating legally? So this ones uh, would be the unethical conduct that they tend to uh, obtain them. So what would happen is that I live in Pretoria and somebody says that um, uh, obtains a garnishing order in Cape Town where I do not actually even know um, that I was supposed to actually appear in court. In some cases, they don't actually even send you a notification or those documents to say, this is the date that you would actually need to be appearing in court, and this is basically uh, what you are actually owing for, and uh, this is how much they are planning to deduct on a monthly basis in terms of actually uh, making sure that they get what what is rightfully theirs. In some cases, it might not necessarily be their rightfully their, uh, their own money. In some cases, uh, it might be uh, scare tactics where people... Uh, might want to resuscitate all debts that have actually uh, expired to simply now say that I'm actually going to uh, garnish you. And when you actually follow it up, you'd find that there's, there isn't any process that has actually been undertaken. So what they normally want to do is to, just to actually get money from you illegally. And sometimes people tend to actually say, oh, I do remember that, which therefore reactivate uh, the debt. I think that the important question that comes up then is is how one can challenge these orders. Um, what? Okay, let me just then say if then the garnishment uh, order that is actually been granted is has been obtained illegally, you can actually approach either a lawyer 
to actually write to the court uh, to release, uh, to simply set the uh, court order aside. And this is where you would therefore uh, advance your uh, reasoning in terms of to or as to why the court order needs to be set aside. Either it was obtained an, uh, illegally or you don't owe the date uh, that uh, they are now st simply saying that you are owing. And in some cases, it might simply uh, require you to just simply say, um, based on what uh, the creditor is simply saying that I'm actually owing, this amount of money has actually been paid and here's a proof of payment mm -hmm. of the full amount that has actually been paid. Mm -hmm. So you, you uh, I mean, our listeners ought to be very proactive in this regard. And if you cannot actually afford a lawyer, you can actually uh, go to um, law clinics where the, you can actually obtain legal uh, service free of charge. But in some cases, it might uh, simply be on a, at a small fee based on how much you are actually earning. Mm -hmm. And they would be able to uh, provide you a lawyer who actually specializes within the specific area of uh, the legal uh, assistance that you might be needing. All right. Uh, I want to take some of the vo voice note questions that have come through for you, Lionel, just in the remaining minutes we have. We'll play one at a time. Good morning, Katie. I would like to know if it is legal that my wife uh, garnish me my money the bank for maintenance while the court is still on and then she moves out and stay in, at, in northwest and then the, they take all my money in my bank account and she open a policy deducted on my account without my knowledge is it legally or not I'm charged from so it Okay, uh, uh, I was Kathy. Uh, based on the, because we don't have all the full sets of the facts in terms of this case, but uh, based on what he has actually presented, uh, it actually sounds a little bit fishy that they would take all the money. Because remember, the law states that the um, amount that can be deducted cannot exceed 25% of one salary or wage. So based on the fact that they've actually now deducted everything that on its own, it's illegal. They cannot actually do that. But, but he also talks about his bank account and not his salary. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure when, uh, because most of the time when you get paid, you get paid into your bank account. Mm -hmm. uh, if then uh, what he meant was that it gets garnished from then the employer, then the employer pays into the bank account. So mm -hmm. I'm not so uh, sure in terms of those details. But uh, all I can just say is that it just sounds a little bit fishy that mm -hmm. he gets all his money um, um uh, deducted. Yeah, we certainly need a little bit more information yeah. on, on what what has happened to you. Um, but yeah, the fact that um, the order has been effected while the case is still uh, taking place in That's court, that, that also, also yeah, yeah, that also raises alarms. Mm. Uh, but um, again, if he needs legal help, he can actually go to a legal clinic. Like mm. major universities have got uh, legal clinics who can actually assist him in this regard. Mm. Yes. Okay. I just want to check, or uh, can you ask your guest, can uh, a garnish be settled without uh, going to a lawyer or an advocate? Thanks, David. Postman's back. Yes, it can. Uh, yes, it can be uh, settled uh, without necessarily going to the courts. Uh, this is where you actually agree with then the creditor to 
to simply say that on a monthly basis, this is how much I'll be able to pay you uh, without necessarily having to go the legal route. But if that's going to be the case, uh, make it a point that you are actually going to honor your agreement within the person that you actually agreed that you'll be paying them on a monthly basis. Because what tend to happen is that uh, what aggravates uh, most creditors is that people tend to say, I agree to pay you this much, but then when comes mm. month end, people don't actually honor that. The same thing with child maintenance, where people say, I will pay X amount of money towards then the child on a monthly basis, but when uh, people uh, feel that I don't have money, they don't actually inform the other person in time, only month and when somebody is expecting money uh, for the child's maintenance, then they go, I don't have money. Which is unfair. Which is very much unfair mm. on the family, but equally important on the child because now the child is uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. Then therefore, uh, how do you therefore resolve it without actually involving lawyers? Mm. Some cases when the legal system kicks in, it therefore makes it an obligation that you ought to follow the law to the T. So this, which is why most creditors actually opt for that, which is why then most parents also opt opt to actually get a court order. In the event that you fail to actually honor that, mm. you can either be arrested as a parent for child maintenance um, and so forth. I've got a message here from Frank who says, Kathy, there's still reports of Ganeshis that are being processed without the knowledge of the debtor. Yes, uh, th th that is so true, uh, which is quite unfortunate because it really uh, 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 brings a, a dark cloud on the legal system in, in terms of a actually it following uh, the law that it's out to, to, to be affecting on a daily basis. But in the event that you do, you become aware of that, you need to actually raise your hand and actually now object to that to simply say that this wasn't actually uh, obtained uh, legally. And you can also even uh, involve the uh, credit ombuds in this regard to actually just look at the whole situation to see if then the uh, the law was actually followed mm. before then the uh, the co uh, the order was actually obtained. All right, yes. Lionel, we are out of time oh, for yes. this conversation. Uh, Let me give you a chance to give out your details quickly. Uh, people can actually touch base with us on... Um, <laughs> I just went black. Uh, www.egavas.co.za. Egavas as an E-G-A-V-A-S.co.za. Thank you so much. Lionel Mokokotel. Bye-bye, Lionel. Thank you so much. You caught me well, off guard, <laughs> as always. I, I don't know, hey? I don't know what goes on with this one. It's 11 o'clock. Time for the latest news.